Welcome, everybody, to the next installment of the Upscale podcast. Again, you're with myself, Nathan. I nearly called myself Mitch. Mate, look, if you, if you, if you want to be me today and take on my stuff, go for it. I don't want your stuff. No, <laughs> your stuff. But who are you? I'm Mitch. And? Arena. There we go, guys. Us three again. How are you today? I'm good. Uh, actually, Give let's... Give us a number. Let's, nah, number. okay, look. I'm gonna I'm gonna be honest here. I reckon before my lunch today, I was feeling high nines. High nines. Yeah, high nines. Maybe like a nine point six seven. What did you have for lunch? <laughs> Sushi. Okay. Sushi uh, and a deep conversation. And okay. A deep conversation. So hang on, are you still high nines or are you lower now? I feel like I'm like an eight point two three. Oh. So I'm not low. You've lost a little bit. Lost a little bit of little bit. Of, mm. Yeah, a little <laughs> yeah. bit. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Arena, how are you? I'm a um, eight point seven one. Not a seven <laughs> for Aaron. No, no, not a seven. Eight point seven. Mm-hmm. And just because I'm a tiny little bit tired, but you know. So you feel how Nate looks? Oh, <laughs> it's all coming out today. Huh? Hey, I have one day with a few bags under my eyes, and they're like giving it to me. Yeah, but you've been working hard. I have. And it is that part of the week. Towards the end of the week, things have been very busy. There's a lot going on. So rightfully so. Yeah. Yep. What are we talking about today? I think we're talking about um, what you have to do when you start a business from from scratch. That's a good one. Like, a freshie. It's a freshie. We've personally done this recently uh, in the last 12 months. I've done it a few times. You've done it a few times. Yep. Um, we've been around the block with this one. Yeah. So I feel like we should have a bit of information to talk about today. Well, um, where do we start? That's the that's the key. Okay, so let's say I've got an idea. There's something that uh, you know I think that you know I, I want to run with. I've got I've got a business idea. Mm-hmm. Where do I go from here? Leap of faith. Leap Risk of, it for the biscuit. Just do it. That's... Stop talking. Take action. Okay. And okay. what's that action look like? We're gonna we're gonna talk a plan. All right. I think because what's that? Whoa, whoa, stage? whoa, whoa! No, no, no. Yes, no, no. Plan. You know what? You need I, a plan. Firstly, I do want to actually preface this. We hear it all the time of people that want to go out and start their own business. They want to get into the game. They want to do this. They want to do that. And then three months later, they come back to us and they go, oh, I'm still in the planning phase. And then yeah. three months later, they're still in the planning phase. That's so, the analysis paralysis. Yeah. Though. So Over while planning. I will agree with you that, you know what, you guys want plans, cool. You know how I roll. I don't. But if you want plans, great but you've got to set a date to start. Like you've got to set a date to actually start with an action. Mm-hmm. So sure, let's talk plan first. I'm going to zip my mouth to this one, but for a little bit, uh, and I'll let you talk about the plans. Go. Okay. Well, for me, it, it, it starts with just working out who my customers are, what I'm, what my offering is. It's the who, what, why, when, you know, the, 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 those real basics. So just, I mean, I don't, I don't get out an Excel spreadsheet and, and overcomplicate things with graphs. I just really simply put down on paper, who is it I'm trying to attract? You know, who is my in, uh, target market? What is the, the product or service that I'm trying to deliver to them? Um, what will my pricing be? What's some analysis of, you know, what the pricing is in the market? And then I look at how I'm going to attract those customers and deliver it. So I look at it more than anything from the sales aspect because from my experience once you have sorted that side out and you've got customers then comes money and then we can start to work through the other issues as we go so look i like to have a plan obviously i like a thorough bullet bullet point 110 page 
plan for Excel spreadsheets. Yeah. <laughs> now yep. keep going, keep going. Tell us, talk to talk I, through your plan. I just think um, I actually quite like uh, Nate's plan, but I just you know think don't jump into any idea. Like do do your research. I, I feel like I say do your research on every single episode. Nah, jump in, <laughs> jump into it. But you know, I would not like I would play it safe. I would not leave my safety net or anything to just try some idea that I don't really know anything about. So I would definitely assess, do I have the skills, do I have the willpower to to make this happen? And am I willing to put in the hard work that it takes? I would spend some time on that idea if that idea that you've got is actually, you know, a good idea because there's a lot of bad products and services that really no one wants or needs out there. So, you know, don't just jump in because it's your passion mm -hmm. and you think this is great for the, your two friends and you. If you want to make it a business, you know, think about can you live from this? Can you make this work in a bigger scheme? So don't jump on any tiny idea. Um, but I, I feel like I really want to talk about the people that have the idea and they know that it's going to work. Like they see it, they have the skills and what are the steps they need to take once they actually have that first plan and they know, yep, but do this and this and this, I can get to my goal. Mm. Uh, what what do they need to do? Because there's a lot of steps that once you jump in, like how do you actually jump in? That's I think this is like, I feel like there's a lot of people that already know their idea and they're like, yep, I can make this work, but how do I start? I think that's where the real key question is. Well, look, let's let's start at the fundamental place. I thought you were zipped, mate. I, th I thought you were going to be... No, we've moved, we've moved to the next part. <laughs> okay, I said I wasn't yeah. talking for the plan and yeah. I, I even lied there. Uh, I did talk a little bit, but we're out of that now. Okay. We're out right. of the plan. You guys want your plans. You got your cool plans. Glad everyone's got plans. You feel like you got a plan? Well, there's one more yeah, thing. Yeah, great. I, one more thing I wanted to add there. Yeah, oh, more to the plan. Go. But the plan for me as well, and, and something I've really learned the importance of recently mm -hmm. is just establishing the cost of operations. So I, I, I need to do the research to look at what it's going to cost to run that business. Realistically, if I'm going to have marketing and things like this to achieve the goals that I want to achieve. What are those cost of operations? Because then I can set my pricing accordingly to that. Without that information, I, I feel like there's too many unknowns and you can't accurately plan your way forward. Yeah, because we can't price up what everyone else is charging. No, we can't. Yeah, I yeah. like it. Yeah. All right. So we've got the plan. You've established the different things that you want to know the information and the answers to mm -hmm. before taking the action. Mm -hmm. If we talk about the actual actionable steps, we have a gift, an accountant in the room who is... Uh, down to the T around what to follow on guidelines and principles and also like what has to be done. So we're talking about ABNs, we're talking about tax file numbers, we talk about all that stuff. Hit us. Okay. Um, you first of all really want to know what structure do you want to run this business out of? Do you want to be a sole trader partnership? If there's someone else, do you want to be in a trust in a company? Go get some advice. Go see what else is in going on in your life. Talk to an accountant or like a lawyer that, um, specializes in that stuff um, in, in structures and business structures and just you know pick the best structure for you and the size of the business in the beginning and so let's just say you want to start out small um, you might jump in as a sole trader mm -hmm. the same sort of principle what's one positive to a sole trader and what's one negative um, sole trader you've got full control over any funds that are coming in um, one negative is that once you earn over a certain amount of money, that money will always hit just you. So, you know, you're also liable by yourself and it's just it's just you, um, which yeah. is good for control. 
um, but like once you earn more money, you, you will pay more tax. Yep. As well. So effectively, forty plus cents in the dollar like comparative to twenty five cents in the yeah, dollar. Yeah, for example. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And you're also personally liable as well if anything ever goes wrong. Like your personal assets are also yeah at, at risk, right? Yeah. Yeah. That's that's why I'm saying you have to like look at your situation. What do you own? Um, how big is this? How much risk is involved in this business? We're coming back to the plan a little bit because you would have done a risk analysis, obviously. Um, Mitch says no, but you know you would look at what's involved. So um, a safe and suitable structure to you is the starting point to a business. And then once you made up your mind about okay, where what's the trading structure? You will need to apply for your ABN, your tax file number. You need to get your registrations with ASIC in order if you're in a company. Uh, you need to sort out your insurances, you know, those little things that you might forget if you're just starting out. Just make sure you go out and say, what do I need? What do I need to insure myself against and for? And um, yeah, the ATO. So if you're planning on turning over more than $75,000 in your first year, you will have to register for GST as well. Um, those little things. If you're hiring staff, you need to make sure that you're putting those registrations in place earlier. So working with your accountant really will help you a lot, just making sure that you're compliant with that, um, you know, with those registrations and, and what you have to actually put in place. But then another thing you want to do then is open up your bank account. And um, I would really have at least two bank accounts I want to have a business bank account that I run my day-to-day -day out of, but I would always straight away set up a savings account that allows me to um, put money aside for my obligations. When I do have to pay that GST or POG or super, I have an extra bank account that I save money in every week or every fortnight or every month on a regular basis. Um, so you hit the ground running and you're not there thinking, oh, I have to pay this big bill now, but I haven't prepared for it. If you set up your two bank accounts at least, then it's simple enough to start out with, um, but you can also straight away start saving for anything that comes up in the future. Perfect. There's another thing. Oh, hear me. What is it? Um, set up your accounting software. Yes. Yeah, so oh. I was actually going to say this one. Set up your Xero or whatever it is. Yeah. I, I love Xero. It's very user-friendly. It's easy to use. And... Like the longer you wait, the more you'll have to catch up on. So if you start trading and you're starting to buy things and then you're thinking, I'm just going to do that later, you will have to go back through a lot of bank transactions and bring them back together and puzzle through them and see where your receipts are kept and then make sure that you remember what was what. And if you just do it from the beginning, um, it's just going to be a lot easier to keep on top of your expenses and also you can, you know, use that for invoicing in the beginning. Um, it, it's very simple. So you can just stay on top of things and you can see how much do you earn, how much do you spend, how much is left over, and you can get used to looking at your numbers from the get-go. Yeah. So now as a team, we obviously favour zero, mm -hmm. but we've got MYOB and QuickBooks. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, all just as good as each other. What do you think? I mean, we obviously favour zero because we prefer it. Yeah. But QuickBooks like and Zero as uh, NMYB, where do they sit? We're just um if we're talking about like starting a business from from scratch and you've never used anything before and you don't really know how to use an accounting software, I find for most of our members they really like Zero because it's easy to navigate and easy to understand. 
So if you don't have a bookkeeping or accounting background, it's fairly easy to get your head around zero compared to Myop and QuickBooks. Look, they're they're great. And if you, you know, you learn in that program and you might have used it somewhere before in another job and you really liked it, use what you feel comfortable with. Use, yep. you know, have a look at all three of them. Um, there's more than that too. I, I just I like zero because I think it's easy to use. Yeah. Okay. So we've got the accounting side set up, we've got the business structure set up, we've got bank accounts, we've got our insurance sorted. What are we going to now? Well, I think, you know, we've got that basic plan and in that we've identified, you know, the the next steps of, mm -hmm. of what we need to do. So I think that the last part of that plan that we put together are now what are the actionable steps that I need to do in order to be able to go to market? Yep. And that's things like creating websites, you know, making sure my accounting software is set up, um, you know, making logos. sure logos, like all the client facing material that you're going to need and, and preparing everything. So when you hit the market and you do start trying to attract customers, things look professional. Um, you'll only ever get a first impression once. So it's really important yeah. that we don't overdo it. You know, I think sometimes as well, we can get a little bit too stuck in trying to perfect things. Sometimes we've just actually got to put something up, but these days there's so many tools, you know, you've got tools like Canva um, where you can quite easily create really quite, uh, aesthetically pleasing um, and you can jump on Fiverr and for $10 you know you've got find someone overseas you've got work. someone that's going to design your logo and I think if we like come down to kind of after the steps that you've just discussed there and we actually look at the actionable tasks a lot of time we'll just get stuck in like trying to hit perfection with those mm -hmm. and also and it was a word that you said that I want to kind of unpack it a bit was everything and I don't think you meant to say it you said get everything sorted the reality is in business, and especially when you're starting out, you will never have everything where it should be. Yeah. And that's why when you're talking before about analysis paralysis, you just have to start. Mm -hmm. You know, yep, sure, get your accounting stuff, get all that sorted, and then get a few flyers, get a few something form of collateral to actually take to market. But then just get up and go. Yeah, you need to start trading as soon as you can. Yeah, and and don't let, like, oh, I haven't got my website sorted yet. You know, we've got plenty of guys that are generating 50 to 70K months mm -hmm. without websites. Yeah. So it is possible. But, you, but it, you can start the process. Of course. Yeah, because these things can take time as well. Yes. But it's it's just important that we we kick the process off, but we keep moving forward. We don't let anything get in the way. Yeah. You know, we, no, no roadblocks. There's three ways around a hurdle. Over, under, and around. Mm -hmm. You know, and a lot of the time everyone's sitting there, you know, really just going for that one way to get through something. Mm. And a lot of time it, it doesn't even need to be there. Mm. So we just got to start taking action. Um, in regards to the question that a lot of people ask, which is, I've currently got a job. It's currently bringing me in revenue. It's currently bringing me in income and I'm able to support my family. If I'm going to go out and start my own thing, do I go all in and go all for it? Or do I wait for a period of time until like a supplementation of income is occurring? What's what's your, like you both, we all sit in different mm. risk space. Mm. Yeah. Where do you sit? Where do you sit? Where do I sit? I, I... I think it's a tricky one, that one. It's a, it's a really hard question to answer. I think you need to look at your own personal situation mm -hmm. and what your obligations and commitments are. You know, if you've got mortgages and things like this that you've got to pay um, and limited savings, then it's going to be very hard for you just to quit that job on a whim and go and go, you know, all, all in with this. Um, at the same time as well, like there's nothing like that un, um, undiverted focus into the new project. And when you're, attention is split between, you know, a role that you may not be happy, happy in and, you know, trying to start the new business, then 
it can be a little bit of a difficult spot mm. to find yourself in. I see people get burnt out quite quick and lose uh, track of their dreams when it comes to starting the business. So I think if you're in a space where you can transition out of your full-time employment, if there's the ability to cut back days or hours and as things progress with the business, you can move more into that space. That is ideal. Um, but again, it just comes down to your own personal situation. I don't think you jump into anything um, without proof, you know, particularly if, you know, you're jumping into it full time and you haven't sold anything to a single customer yet. It's just an idea mm. until we've actually had some proof that this is going to work. Only then I think, can we jump in with two feet? Yeah. What is it? Very similar. Um, I think for me, I would always, you know, if this is your plan, start thinking ahead. Like obviously you don't want to just like pull back, but if you know, okay, I would like to do my own thing, start building yourself a safety net mm -hmm. and see if you can negotiate less like, days at your current job. If you know, you're then actually spend the days that you're off your normal job, your, your full-time job and work on your new business. You don't just take the time off and go, oh, it'll just happen by itself. I think also if you start a new business, the reality is that you're becoming a business owner and you have to shift your identity into a business owner mentality. So don't jump in going, I, I, it'll just happen. My mortgage payments will pay themselves mm -hmm. because they won't. Like build, build your safety net if you can, but you have to commit and you have to just be open to, yep, this is going to be, like six months worth of hard work and I'm going to put in more hours than I would usually, but I can see a payoff at that. And then my time will free up again because I have, like you don't want to just jump in without knowing it's working or there's nothing there for you to then have the income that you might need to stay on top. If you have no responsibilities, no debt, no nothing. And, you know, you live somewhere with friends and you know, okay, yeah, I can pay rent for, five months and I'll be fine. Um, jump in. Like You yeah. are so much more dangerous when you don't have massive living expenses. Yeah. yeah. yeah you can it. go so much lower than yeah. anyone else when you don't have a massive amount of debt or like financial yeah. commitments to yeah. covering life. That's why I think, you know, think about what are your commitments and make sure that, you know, you keep your family and yourself safe and, you know, don't just take a risk just for the sake of taking a risk. I I'm personally would always just build up my buffer first and have a safety net and say, okay, I can now support myself for three to six to 12 months before I jump in fully. Is your buffer around three months? Yeah. Because, that's your personal one? Yeah, yep. because I, I just like to know that if I don't earn money, I can still keep going for a good amount of time before I run into problems. Mm. Yep. I think it's also just really important in this time as well before you do you know, do anything is, is just to acknowledge that this will be a difficult time in your life. Like there will be a lot of things going on, particularly if you're working a full-time job, working after hours, weekends to, you know, to get this business off the ground, expecting it to be easy will, will set yourself up for failure. So mm -hmm. I think if you just have the understanding that it's, it's temporary and that it's completely normal to feel those frustrations will, will set you up for success. Yeah couple of things i think that we massively underestimate what we can achieve i think that it's so 
realistic to have a full-time job 40 hours a week and still build something great on the side um you know if you work nine to five there's no reason you can't work an additional four hours each day during the week and that gives you 20 hours and then maybe you do some time on saturday and some time on sunday and a lot of people listening might be like you know i don't want to do that i don't want to i don't want to have to work that kind of time commitment you know 40 hours in my normal job and 20 30 40 hours on what i'm building but that's part of the the challenge and the fun and the exciting times of building a business is the additional lengths that you will go to to achieve greatness and success and i just wish everyone out there understood what they were capable of and if you want to achieve something there is nothing holding you back i've been speaking lately with two main people that you know friends of mine uh, had one around last night having really in-depth conversations with them and um, about what they want to achieve and what they're wanting to build and the fear that I see people sitting in around what they what they want to do but won't go and do to get it, you know, is is it, ma- it makes me sad. You know, being someone that, you know, and I don't, I don't understand a lot of the time when people are like, oh, I can't do it. I'm like, you can. You can do whatever it is that you want to achieve. You, you just have to look at it in a different way. And it makes me sad to sit there and listen to um, those people that have dreams and aspirations, yet that fear, that false evidence appearing real has got them by such a strangle that they can't move to the next stage. And so I want to challenge everyone out there, like even if you already have a business, I want to challenge you to be okay with going above and beyond and be okay with, you know, really putting in the hard yards now and understanding that that will pay off. I also want to say one thing there's there's not going to be one business here like you love what you do you love your job you love like you've got the skills and you're really good at that and you enjoy the day-to-day there will always be that one business task or two that you really don't oh yeah like you're just like you're starting from scratch you need to just know yep there will be things that I have to do that are not my favorite things to do all right Um, rapid fire what's one you hate doing what's one task you hate doing I hate doing yep accounting Oh, that's one task you hate doing. Sales. Mine's sending receipts via Dex. (laughs) But I I do love it. I love the fact that it gets done so easy, Dex. But you know what? I hate doing it. Can I I just say that as well, like I think it's really important when you're thinking about, you know, what type of business you want to get involved with. You find something that's aligned with your personal values and something you're passionate about. Um, I've had the experiences in the past where I've tried to start businesses purely on the financial aspect. Mm. And I always felt that when I was starting those businesses, it was an absolute chore to do the work to get the business to where it wanted, I wanted it to be. Yeah. However, if I was doing something that I was personally passionate about or was in alignment with the things that I was really interested in, there just weren't enough hours in the day for me to, to work on that business. I just loved it. Every waking moment, I wanted to be in that business and building it. That's because the reward is in the doing. When you're talking about you're only doing something for money, unless you've achieved that money, you don't feel like you've got a reward. Yeah. Whereas when you're doing something based off passion, the second you start doing it, you write your first word or you know you construct an email or anything, you feel the reward because mm. it has alignment with your passion. It has is, alignment with values. There is that feeling of reward inside yeah. as you're moving forward. It just feels like every little incremental you know, bit of progress you make, yeah. you, you get the, that nice feeling inside. Yeah. Okay, so we've got foundational stuff. We've got go and get all that done. We've got get your accounting software sorted. 
Yeah. Oh, I want to always say one more thing about, you know, when people try and pick a business name. Oh, <laughs> you remember us? Yeah. So <laughs> just want to, this is one of those things. You can stew on this for six months yeah. or you can write down your best ideas and say, by Sunday night, I will have decided on one out of And the just pick one. And just pick one because... You're always going to look back in a couple of years and go, why? You think, you think <laughs> Apple was yeah, there okay, and they were so like, like, genius. <laughs> yeah, like, oh, <laughs> Apple, like, perfect. No. And you can also change it. Yeah. yeah. So I just, that's one of those things, like, don't let yourself be held back by not being able to decide on a name because that's a silly, silly way to not do anything. Don't let yourself be held back by not being able to decide anything, on anything. Anything. Yeah. Okay. Colors, branding, whatever. Just do such. So, and if you get yeah. stuck, find another thing to to move on to and come back to it. Yep. You know, sometimes we just need to walk away, come back with a fresh set of eyes, and the answer is right in front of us. Yeah. Yeah. Go back to your recap. Go us. Uh, yeah. yeah. Sorry. Um, okay. So we've got foundational things. We've got marketing plans. We've got all of that. If you want to talk about the one most important thing for you, based in your style of how you would start a business. What's the first, the first little thing that you think is the the, the tipping point that's actually going to get you towards your first customers? Because like you said, the reality is until you have a customer, you ain't got real nothing. Mm -hmm. So what are you going to do in that first instance to go out and get your customers? I think I'm going to assess where I'm going to get those customers from. So I would... Um... Now, assessing is planning. Tell me the action... Of you've assessed, you've got the plan together. Mm. Tell me the action, like how are you going to go and get that customer? Well, I need to know where that customer is, and then I'm going to go out there and get them. I'm just going to put the action in. If cool. It's a social media post. Yep. If that's where I'm going to do so it. So social media post. Google ads, but I need to know where I'm going to do it. Yep. Okay. So social media post, Google ads. So you're going digital. Yeah, but most of the time. Okay. Space, sweet. Yeah. So your first point is the digital space. Love it. All right. What's you? Um, shift your identity. You're not an employee anymore. You're a business owner. And that means you're taking responsibility. So whatever there, like, there is that you need to do, you just have to do it because no one else will do it. Yep. Especially while it's still you. Like, and from you. the person that hates sales, mm. how are you going to go and get your first client? How are you going to go and get your first customer? Me. Uh, look, I would tell all my friends because Perfect. I love talking to my friends. Yep. So this is the first thing I would say. I am starting X. Um just so you know, if you know anyone who would be interested, please help me out uh, because I, I love my friends. I know my friends want to help me. They believe in me. Um, and, you know, that's my first address. So for someone who hates sales, look at your network, look at your family, your friends, the people you talk to on a regular basis and just get out of your comfort zone and tell them what you're doing because people say, oh, wow, I actually need that. And, and that's how I would start and just to get more comfortable with that. I like it. Now, if we come back one step, a lot of the time, the reason we don't want to put ourselves out there towards customers, we don't really have confidence in the product. Mm -hmm. We don't really have confidence in what we're actually trying to sell. Uh, if we talk about building the value stack, and if you've listened to some of our podcasts before, we talk a lot about that. Is that something that you would worry about? Like, do you worry too much about the actual product you're going to market with? Or are you just going out and going to have a conversation with people and try and sell to them or have build relationships with them? And then they'll kind of help you decide what it is you need? I think a lot of the time people doubt themselves, not so much their product. Yes. Like I, I think mm. most of the time people are just doubting whether they are personally capable of delivering it. You know, we, we are, that's why we've started the business. We believe in the product. Mm -hmm. um, it's just overcoming those obstacles of putting yourself out there. And if, if you haven't done it before, particularly you've got to do direct sales in order to get it, it can, it can be a difficult process to start. But the only way to do it 
is by giving it a go, just putting one foot in front of the other. The fear is not real, you know, and on the other side of that fear is the life that, you know, you're dreaming of. So you've just got to step through it, put in the action and just repetitively keep doing it. Okay. So we've got, we've, we've got our product. We like how it's set up. We've gone to out to market. We've gone and got a couple of customers, got some money coming in. Um, biggest thing that we could talk about next is the fact that you don't just go and spend the money. You've no. got. Mm-hmm. We have to reinvest that money into the business and, and grow it and scale it. And that's what, what we're here for. Yeah. And um, put some money aside for, you know, bills in the future. Yep. For rainy day, rainy day bills yeah. in the future yeah. and so forth. I just think like the biggest thing I think of is how can I get more customers? That, that mm-hmm. needs to be my initial focus with any money that I've made. Yeah. And that's massively what Growth Lab, which is, you know, our first entry tier of coaching focuses on. Mm-hmm. It's all about how can we grow as quickly as we can to get to a certain point where we can put some additional staff on and ultimately then we have the time to work on the business more. That's right. Yep. Right. Are we missing anything? I mean, of course, there's little such a big topic, <laughs> it yeah. is. but they're the fundamentals. And just you still need to put yourself out there. Give it a red hot crack. Start with some action. You know, yeah. basic planning. Don't get stuck. Just um, keep moving forward. I like it. Okay. All right, guys. Let's until, wrap it up. Until next time. See you later. See. You.